And then I was like, okay, I'm in my room. Um, I'm completely naked. Um, I look up, my clothes are on the far side of the room. I'm like, okay, I'm on my own. Where is this girl gone? And no sign of her, no trace. I was like, oh, fuck, right? Because my first reaction is, shit, what has happened here? Uh, something, uh, something bad has happened, right? I've obviously been unconscious. So, hey, hey, всем привет. Welcome back for part two of episode nine of my vodka vodcast. Um, this episode was quite long, so if you missed part one, go back and check it out either by uh, looking on YouTube for the previous episode or if you're listening to this on, um, yeah, on the podcast, then go back and find the previous episode of this podcast series and then you can go listen to it before you listen to part two. I've been telling you the stories about my very first trip to this country, to Ukraine. And if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button and definitely whack the notification bell beside it so that you're notified uh, whenever there are new videos uploaded here. I'm coming to the end of my time here in Odessa for the summer of 2019, but I am super excited that I'm gonna put together a travel vlog about my time here. And that's something you don't wanna miss. If you're interested in Odessa and Ukraine at all, that's gonna be great stuff. It's gonna be coming up in a couple of weeks. That, with that said, let's get into part two of this episode of the podcast. experience so Crimea the Crimean Peninsula is actually a place where I have some family history one of my ancestors actually died there in a very famous battle in the Battle of Balaclava should be 1854 if I'm not mistaken and um, they died during the charge of the Light Brigade which is a very famous military disaster in the British military and uh, they were part of there was actually an Irish battalion of cavalry who were involved and one of my ancestors Aroch uh, my last name actually died there. Um, so that's part of the reason why I was interested to go to Crimea. And I was in the city of um, Sevastopol, we pronounce it in English, but Sevastopol in Russian. Um, and I was there, um, you know, it's, it has this kind of neoclassical architecture. It's a nice city. It is a city, even at, at that time in 2009, the Russian uh, Black Sea Fleet was based there legally. They did have a lease on a, a port there. And they were there, and there was actually the only place in all of Ukraine where I saw a lot of Russian flags was actually in uh, Sevastopol. So I go there, and um, I actually wanted to go and see where my ancestor had died. It was the main reason why I was in the region, but uh, that was actually harder than I expected. And my Russian really let me down because I was trying to explain to the taxi drivers like where were the British graves from the British times, and basically none of them could find them or tell me where they were. They were more like, yeah, we want to see the Russian or the Turkish or uh, others, then we know where they are. But they didn't know where this was. I did find it on another trip uh, later on. There was actually a memorial there that was quite interesting. Uh, so I went and saw that. But on this first trip, <clears throat> so on this first trip, um, yeah, I wasn't able to find it. So I basically went out in the evening in Sevastopol. And, um, you know, there was a bar uh, that had two podium dancers outside. And a lot of people, you know, didn't actually maybe have enough the money or didn't want to pay for the drinks in the bar. So we we're kind of watching the entertainment, which was these two dancers, a guy and a girl on a podium from outside the bar, because it was actually on the, you could see it from the street. It was just like really close. Uh, there was just like a railing or something in between. And I went into the bar, but it was really boring inside. There was kind of no one really hanging out there. Um, so I also decided to go and buy just a couple of, uh, buy a beer and just hang out and you know, watch the performance, the entertainment from outside. And there was like a lot of, obviously a lot of people around me. I started talking to one girl who's there. Um, we speak in 
in Russian. Um, again, my conversation was quite limited, but I have been in, in Ukraine for probably about two weeks at this stage, so I at least got used to opening conversations. It was really tough in the beginning, but I have managed to do that. So uh, we start talking. We then take a little bit of a walk. Uh, I buy a second beer from a kiosk. Uh, open, they're opened in front of me. We share a beer. We sit down on a bench. We start to kiss. We make out a bit. Um, the conversation is not really super intellectual or anything because obviously my Russian is very limited, but there's obviously a good rapport there. And then we walk uh, a little bit further along uh, the promenade. There's like a an internal flame. Um, you know, there's a memorial to the Second World War and the people who died. Uh, Sevastopol was a hero city, uh, just like Odessa, Ukraine, where I'm speaking to, from, to you from right now. Uh, so there's a big memorial there, this flame I remember, and I remember buying a third beer at a kiosk. We sit down at a, on, a, on a bench in another park, uh, very close to my apartment. My apartment was near to the eternal flame and we drink it. And then um, maybe there's like a third left in her beer. I'd finished mine. I remember putting the beer bottle into the bin that was beside the bench. I take it. Um, I just finished up her beer. I said, hey, let's go to my, my apartment. It's, it's just over there. She's like, yeah, cool, let's go. So we walk along and then, you know, we only walked maybe 200 meters um, to you know, the entrance of my apartment, I started to feel like really drunk. And I was like, wow, this is odd because we had only three beers and I really start to feel it. Um, it's very strange. So we opened the door to the building and we started to walk up the stairs. I think it's probably the second floor uh, was where my apartment was. So the ground floor, then the first floor. So this, whatever, if you can call it first or second floor, uh, depends on the country you're in. Uh, but obviously we went up two flights of stairs, but on the stairs, I really didn't feel well. I started to feel a little bit like unsteady. And I was like, I really don't understand this. Like this girl seems completely fine. We had three beers together. Why am I suddenly so drunk? Um, we walked into my apartment. After that, you know, everything is a little bit of a haze to me. I remember this girl being in the apartment with me. Um, and anyways, everything goes black, I guess. And there's a little bit, I remember, remember being kind of conscious, being light, uh, then dark, and then I wake up. And there was a, in my studio, a studio apartment, there was like a bar at the far, far end, so then you have the bed, uh, there was kind of a headboard, some uh, full Greek statue somewhere. It was a pretty kitsch apartment. Um, and then there was the bathroom right in front with um, some sort of jacuzzi or something there, I remember. And the wardrobe was to the um, left of the bed as I lay on it, and it was mirrored. So actually, when I woke up, I was lying in that side, and I you know, opened my eyes, came to, and I could actually see myself in the reflection because uh, the wardrobe had these, which was just all mirrored. So I remember lying there, and I see myself, and I had a little bit of a bump on my head here, and I thought, oh yeah, I remember hitting my head. I remember falling over and then hitting my head in something. So I'm probably falling over on the far side, the far side of the room, um, beside um, the bar. There was actually a bar area, and I think it maybe hit my head there. Um, so I had this, and I'm, oh yeah, it still hurts a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I'm in my room. Um, I'm completely naked. Um, I look up, my clothes are on the far side of the room. I'm like, okay, I'm on my own. Where is this girl gone? And no sign of her, no trace. I was like, oh fuck, right? Because my first reaction is shit. What has happened here? Uh, something, uh, 
something bad is happening, right? I've obviously been unconscious uh, and I have this bump in my head and there's no chick around anymore. So where is all my stuff? Where is my phone? Because I had an expensive cell phone. Uh, where's my wallet and where is my passport? So I get up in a panic, run around. Uh, my wallet and my passport actually just on the table, um, full view. Uh, plain sight uh, so I was like cool okay they're there uh, where's my phone it's my phone she must take my phone uh, this girl uh, it's all very odd that I could have gotten so drunk um, at the stage I thought maybe I was drugged um, and I just frantically searched around and then I found my phone in my in my one my kind of bag uh, man bag I guess you could call it um, the bag that I carry on my laptop in and I was like, okay, I wonder how it ended up there. That's really odd that it would be in the back of that. Uh, but okay, I have, I have everything. I have my laptop. I, this is just really, really strange. Like, um, and pff, why was I unconscious for so long? And then I look at the TV screen and there's like a little display and it has the days of the week, um, the first letter of them in Russian, uh, in Cyrillic. And I see the ch um, letter and I'm like, okay, that's for Thursday. And I think about it, I'm like, I went out on Tuesday evening. Now that's not possible. That would mean I've been unconscious for 36 hours because it's now Thursday morning. I looked outside, it was like morning time. Um, so I look at, I mean, obviously I look at my phone, it said Thursday, <laughs> it doesn't really change. Uh, I actually went downstairs to have breakfast. There was a little cafe underneath. And the uh, first question was, uh, what day of the week is, is it today? And they were like, um, Thursday. I was like, no, it's really Thursday. I've been unconscious for 36 hours, right? Clearly I've been drugged, right? This is obvious. And I had reflected on the fact that it had been, you know, obviously it was at night when I, when I was passed out. Then I remember it being daylight outside and then I obviously fell back asleep again. And then it was dark again. And then I woke up fine in the morning. So it all kind of made sense, but like none of my stuff was stolen. Um, and I was a little bit in shock, of course, I had to call the, the landlady and say, because I was actually supposed to check out on the Thursday at midday. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a train ticket to leave. I'd actually gone to the train station, told me, no, all sold out. You can't get the train. So I had to come back and say, um, and call her and say, yeah, I need to extend the apartment. Is that possible? She's like, cool. Did you have a really great time in Sebastopol? And I was like, well, it's hard to say. I was asleep for a lot of it, <laughs> for most of it, 36 hours. She was like, I've never had a client. Um, anyone see my apartment so had anything bad like this happened to them what happened to you I mean how did you get drugged um, so obviously I had no idea it was either it was in the beer bottle that uh, she was drinking maybe she passed out the whole thing was strange I wasn't robbed of course um, so I really that remains a mystery to me uh, this was in 2009 so social media was not very strong at the time I had not you know today probably people exchange Instagram or Facebook or for contact yeah, if it was at the time that was uh, legal in Ukraine um, or they would exchange something but at, at, you know this is more the time of when people exchange phone numbers obviously that hadn't happened so I had no idea how to even contact this girl afterwards um, I'm normally asked two questions about this experience and the reason I'm telling you this is just basically uh, be careful <laughs> if you ever go to Sevastopol um, and that too you know I mean it's hard for me to really advise because I, I had actually seen the bottles open so yeah, um, really, really mysterious about exactly what happened. So maybe if you have heard of something similar or you experienced something similar yourself and you're watching this, please leave a comment below about your experience because this really helps um, this community that we're growing, people who are really enthusiastic about traveling uh, to Eastern Europe. And this is something that I do hear happening a lot. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, so I'm gonna ask two questions about this experience. Uh, number one, uh, did I go to the police? Well what would I say to the police in this situation? I wasn't robbed, right? So um, I was asleep and 
probably drugged. Um, so I wasn't going to go to a Crimean police station and say, hey, I have all my stuff. Uh, I wasn't robbed, uh, but I'd like to you to go investigate a non-existent crime because I think it was drugged. Uh, and the police in Crimea have a really bad, had a really bad reputation at the time for corruption. So I certainly didn't want to go to a police station and tell them I have money and I have my phone and all this kind of stuff in case they decide that they need to create a reason to get their hands on it. And um, second thing is, did I go to a hospital? Now that would have established, you know, probably what I was given, that I was drugged and what it was, etc. But the idea in that state of going to a hospital and having them, you know, take, I assume, draw blood, um, just didn't appeal to me. I didn't want to see the inside of a Crimean hospital. Uh, the idea of Crimean hospitals, maybe from history, uh, this whole thing with the Crimean War, um, and Florence Nightingale having to, you know, um, what she had to deal with there, I just had this image in my head, no, I don't want to see the inside of a Crimean hospital. And in general, uh, the public hospitals here in Ukraine leave a lot to be desired. Uh, my friends have gone to them and been pretty shocked, so I'm glad I didn't do that. So. For me, it's a complete mystery, but um, yeah, that's what happened. I, I lost 36 hours of my life unconscious in Sevastopol. So be careful. And I have heard a lot of stories. I have had friends who I've met here who were British, um, a British friend in particular, and he explained that he used to live in Sevastopol, and this was actually quite a common thing that used to happen. And he actually told me that a lot of people are dragged and their bodies are dumped in the water uh, because it's obviously by the sea um, after they're robbed. And so that I was really, really lucky. Um, yeah, about what happened. Maybe the drugs were in her drink, maybe my drink, it's unclear, but uh, definitely there was uh, something really, really that you need to be careful of that happened to me. So if you go to Sevastopol uh, or to Crimea in particular, uh, then just be really careful. I haven't heard of other instances in Ukraine where people have been drugged and they've been given an overdose and they never woke up. Uh, normally it involves some sort of, well, some, some girl who invited them somewhere and drugged them. My British friend also was drugged, uh, who lived in Sevastopol and they had used it was like a group of two girls and a guy who acted in a team. He had a very unpleasant experience uh, because actually the police then shook him down for money later on. Um, so that was another reason why I felt vindicated in not going to the police in Crimea at the time. He told me it was quite intimidating. They threatened uh, to falsely, falsely accuse him of crimes actually in order to uh, make him pay them um, because they actually did retrieve his stolen property and they wanted to keep it. So. That was a problem at the time, so just be really careful and you know try to use your judgment when you can trust someone you're with. Um, that's what I would say there. Uh, and if you ever feel uneasy or someone's trying to you know push you into drinking something, just be really careful. Maybe you know I had actually seen my the beer bottles being open, but you want to verify all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not the only country that this happens, of course. Unfortunately, here about happening in Brazil and Colombia as well, places that I'm also interested in traveling to. But you want to just you know use your common sense. Um, but if you have an experience or any other advice, doom, just write us in the comment section, leave a comment below the video. So that happens and I'm like, okay, um, well, I'm fine, <laughs> more or less, right? I got drugged and um, I actually have been previously drugged before in, in Greece and again, nothing bad had happened to me. I wasn't robbed and that was a very short one. I've been unconscious probably for an hour or two, uh, but that's nothing to do with Eastern Europe. So uh, <laughs> moving along, I came to this city. Um, so I've already given you two kind of crazy things that happened to me on the first trip. I've been, I think they've been accused of espionage, um, being a Russian spy here in Ukraine. And then second of all, being drugged for 36 hours. I think that constitutes a pretty like wild um, first experience. I mean, I was here for three weeks the first time. As I said, like, there were a lot of cool things happening when the chasm tip. I just had an amazing time at parties and stuff. But then I came to Odessa. 
uh, experience number three that you need to learn from uh, to take care of yourself on a trip to Ukraine. So I came here and time I didn't know anything about the city it was the first time I only had two nights it was on the weekend and I decided to go to what a lot of uh, tourists still do today which is go to Arcadia which is the main touristic uh, strip at the time in 2009 in my defense it was not as um, touristic and tacky as it is today I definitely don't recommend that you go there necessarily today to this part of the city uh, but at the time Ibiza Club was still pretty good at least I I thought so when I went there originally and it's a club that's quite famous for its design and its music um, I guess more or less its design I don't necessarily think it's music but it does have a lot of big concerts there uh, which are interesting and encourage you to go to concerts like from artists that you obviously enjoy uh, big international stars as well as ones from the maybe Russian Ukrainian pop world also play there so I go to this uh, club and I'm hanging out and uh, of course as I said my Russian was not very good so talking to girls was a real struggle and I go into that in another episode of the podcast uh, previous episodes about what it was like trying to interact without Russian and without understanding the dating culture here so I'm standing at the bar and there's some some pretty girls nearby I start talking to them one of them seems really cool she actually speaks English and she tells me she's she's a lawyer I'm also a lawyer uh, by profession I've just flown in from Brussels um, where I was working as a lawyer time was working at the European Commission yeah uh, in the legal service there and so I'm standing at the bar I'm talking to her the rapport is really great I'm thinking oh, this is super cool right so I've met this cool pretty girl um, we're talking her friends uh, leave the friends she was with so we're having a great rapport from my point of view we're chatting and then she says oh my friends are gone I just need to call my friends I have no credit um, can can I call on your phone so I have my new cell phone there I hand her the cell phone um, the way that the club is laid out there are like these kind of like partitions that are like kind of in this wave I guess kind of structure like this so you can kind of move around between them a little bit um, so she's like hey hey and she doesn't seem to be able to hear her friend on the phone and she just moves behind it I mean obviously to hear her friend and you know I'm kind of there seven eight 10 seconds I'm like where did she go uh, and suddenly I look behind the partition and she's not there I'm like that's odd where did she go to so I started to walk around keeping eye but this is near the end of the night it's probably 4 a.m. or something around that kind of time so there aren't actually so many people in the club so I can they're actually closing out the closed off the outs outer lying parts of the club so everyone's kind of corralled into the center who's there because they're just about to close it down in the next half an hour and kind of people go to the exit so I start walk around and after a minute or two I've become a little bit frantic because I'm like damn where did she go where's my new phone right this is something the equivalent I think it was actually the uh, Nokia smartphone yes they were actually popular for a very short time <laughs> um, and it was equivalent of the iPhone just a little bit different looking it was kind of the rival so basically it's the same like in your own mind of losing it like an iPhone X or something whatever because um, I'm speaking to you in September 2018 uh, so I'm like really frantic I start looking around start walking faster and faster can't see her anywhere in the club I'm like oh my god how did I fall for this how did I fall for this this girl has stolen my bloody phone right and I was naive enough to trust her first of all because obviously I had a high le level of trust um, felt comfortable she spoke English uh, we have the same profession um, and she's gone and then I see her friends uh, there I run over I start trying to communicate with them where is blah 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 whatever her name was I've even forgotten let's call her I don't know Natasha <laughs> that's a little bit stereotypical fine uh, so where is Natasha because you Natasha they're just like clearly like I don't know go away right they were not very helpful I don't know if they were in on um, my phone going missing or not but basically I couldn't 
even talk to them properly in Russian. So they were just like, no. So I was like, what am I going to do? Because like, she's not here at the club. I can see. I verified she's not here anymore. Uh, my phone is obviously with her and gone. So I need to I need to figure out where she is. Like, I'll just have to take a risk and just run somewhere and hope that I that I bump into her. So basically, yeah, I've been robbed. Um, and the chance of getting this back is virtually zero, right? Because the person's obviously left the club uh, with my phone and they're local and I'm probably never going to see them again. I was actually, this is my first night out in Odessa and I think I stayed two nights. So I, was only, I wasn't even going to stay very long in the city. Um, this time I may, I was looking like I was definitely going to have to go to the police station to report it, uh, at least for insurance purposes. So I take a risk. At the time, Arcadi has this long strip, which it does uh, to the entrance. And I thought the only place you can get a taxi is actually at the top of it. Uh, it turns out there's actually a second place that I now know about. Uh, but at the time, I didn't know about that. And that was fine because I just basically, one place I think where if you had to leave, you have to get a taxi. There's actually several ways to leave. But anyways, this is the only one I knew as a tourist uh, on my first trip. So I rush i just started sprinting 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 along this long strip at the time it was kind of just two narrow paths leading up so i basically had to like you know shout at people in front of me as i was running down uh <laughs> past them just 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 like basically cursing at myself that I was so stupid that i was so naive that i had been taken advantage advantage of and robbed in such a, a silly way uh, in such an easy way um, so I'm running, running, running um, as fast as I can. It takes like me maybe 60 seconds of sprinting and then I can kind of see the entrance to Arcadia and I can see the, the taxis at the time. Of course, it's pre being able to order an app on an app. So you basically had to call a taxi, which I couldn't do because I didn't speak Russian. So I was always having to negotiate with the taxi mafia at the entrance to Arcadia or anywhere else in the city or anywhere else in the country, basically to get a taxi, which of course was a lot more expensive than calling on the phone, probably about 50% more expensive. I didn't realize that. Another reason to have learned Russian. Uh, so I'm sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And suddenly I see the outline of a girl wearing the same clothes in the distance. I'm like, oh, that could be her. So I like just accelerate as hard as I can, as hard as I can. I'm just like a full throttle, like not that I could last that long after a night out. Uh, I was a lot fitter than I was today at the time. So. And I started running and then I realized, yes, it's definitely her. It's definitely her. She's like at a taxi. She's leaning into the window, probably agreeing the price with the taxi driver, wherever she's going. She moves over to the back um, door, right? Just to open it up. I, I'm really, really close. I'm really accelerating. And I see in the back pocket a bulge. It looks like a phone in her back pocket. I just hone in on the phone. You know, as you're about to come up to something, you just have to decelerate. Otherwise you're gonna smack right into it. So I just started decelerating my phone in on the phone in her back pocket. At that exact moment when I reached her, because obviously she heard some commotion as I, as I, a noise as I started to sprint into her, I just like got my hand on the back pocket just as she turned around. So she's like facing me and I pull up the phone out of her back pocket and then she reaches up with her hand as I have it and she grabs the phone in one, one hand I have in the other hand and we're kind of struggling here like this. Uh, but obviously I'm a good bit stronger. So I just, after maybe a second of struggling with my hand, the phone pops back, you know, pops out and it's in my hand and she just looks at me. She goes, fuck you. And she got in the taxi and I was like super shocked. I, was, I didn't even react. I was just like, I got my phone back. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually holding it in my hand again after, um, after having been robbed of it. And she got in the taxi and took off. So, whew, I had the phone back. Um, I guess this is uh, more of you guys about trusting people. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Most people in this situation, they're not going to rob you or something. It's not like I think Ukraine is super dangerous. But there you see when I was a naive tourist on my first trip, what happened to me? You know, this thing almost disappeared um, so easily like that because, you know, I trusted someone who I shouldn't have trusted. And that's something that you just learn. Um, 
so that's another lesson for you guys just to you know just be careful about who you trust uh, and how much uh, of a rapport that you really built up uh, especially if you're using English because that's obviously what most tourists uh, they rely on when they come here and actually my friends and my clients as I've said often enough on this channel they tell me that's the number one issue they have when they come here is the language barrier so if you have the opportunity then definitely before you come here invest in Russian it will go a long way um, so if you've enjoyed uh, this two-part episode of the Vodka Vodcast uh, about my first trip to Ukraine, my first trip to this country, then please give it a big thumbs up. It helps the channel out immensely. If you're a subscriber, of course, uh, so squeeze that red subscribe button and whack the notification bell beside it because that way you'll be notified when I upload new videos. I'm coming to the end of my stay here in Odessa in Ukraine on the Black Sea. It's been another amazing summer. I think I spent about two months here in total and I'm just working on uh, filming and getting the last um, vlogs of the summer done from here. I actually made some content with Danny from Got a World to See. Um, you've probably already seen the video with him and also the, uh, the, um, the podcast episode as this one it was actually last week's episode. So those are done and now I'm going to finish up with uh, just like some new killer content. It's probably going to be my best content I think I'll have made. The channel is growing really strongly. This has been a really phenomenal summer in terms of creating content. I hope you'll stay tuned and interact with me. And if you do meet me here or in somewhere else, uh, like you've been coming up on average one person per day, uh, tell me how I've inspired you to come to Odessa in particular. So this was really for me a very fulfilling and rewarding experience, not just because I got to hang out in my favorite city in Eastern Europe for the summer, uh, but also because I got to meet a lot of you guys uh, who are here traveling and hear your stories, what motivated you, your concerns. So just keep uh, doing that and writing to me because um, yeah, that's why that's why I make these videos. It's, it's the community element. It's just really that I can help you as much as I can. I have, of course, uh, a few courses that I put together. Some one is finished, which is a language learning course. Um, I'm going to be opening up this Russian Academy pretty soon. So you can go and check that out. I'll put a link below in the description for that. Also my dating and my traveling courses. Uh, get into those. They're still at beta phase when I'm making this, but that just means it's cheaper for you to get on board and you get actually a lot more personal contact with me if you get in now. So if you do have questions, I had a uh, um, guy who's a big, big viewer uh, who's always leaving comments on this channel. Let me actually just check his name. Alan something, something like Alan. If I get actually reception here, I can actually see it. Aviad, I think it's Daniele. Okay, so uh, like for example, I helped out uh, uh, one of you guys who watches me a lot, uh, Aviad. Um, yesterday, actually, he was struggling. He'd actually gone to Kharkiv, the city where I made a vlog about recently, and he told me he just was really uh, unable to go and interact with local girls. He was there hoping to uh, meet his, you know, on his, on his trip, and he was just really tongue-tied. And I told him, "Listen, you have a challenge. Next hour, three girls. You got to open them." You gotta at least say hi, you're gonna do something. You're not allowed to write back to me until you've completed this mission. Uh, and even if it's the, the three of them ignore you, it doesn't matter. Just just go talk to three and then come back to me when you've done it. A little bit over an hour later, I get a message back, thank you so much. Um, and it really inspired him and it really helped him. He said he was actually thinking of changing his flight uh, before I sent him this challenge. So that just shows um, having this kind of personal touch and personal coaching is so valuable for you. Uh, if you want to develop and grow and overcome things that hold you back. So that's something also to take care of. Think about for yourself. I do, of course, provide that kind of coaching um, in coaching packages. You can write me an email at connorkline at zarexperience.com and also 
write that below in the show notes if you're listening to this or in the description here on the YouTube video if you're watching me. And with that, I encourage you to get involved as much as possible in, uh, in communicating with me or writing comments or if you see me in person, just saying hi. So I'm going to stop rambling on, going way over time uh, on this another uh, episode of the Vodka Podcast. I'm going to be back next week. It's going to be episode... What episode are we up to then? I'm not even sure. I think it's episode 10 next week. This is episode 9. So yeah, you're going to uh, get another episode from me, Connor Klein. I wish you a very good afternoon if you're in the same time zone, evening if you're ahead in Asia, or morning if you are in the US when I'm making this video. Disvedanya, dopabachina. See you in the next one. Ciao. Sar Experience.